Hey guys, what's going on? We're here. We're going to do part two of the 100 Beyond the 100. Yes. Katie's looking at her phone, trying to get it so she can see comments. No, I was actually, I didn't even show that you're live. I don't, I don't know. I wanted to like share it on my page. It should, it's also See, it on. says live. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's meta. That is meta. I just don't know how to like, you know, share it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Every every time you think I, I was, Katie's kind of a boomer. Still, no, I don't have to make it go away. Okay, go back. But it, like, wouldn't show on your page, so I could like see it and then like share. I don't know. Let's just get going. Okay. All right. So now that that's out of the way. Well, but we don't know if anyone's here, so I need to know. Like, there's three people. I got the comments right here. How's the sound? Does it sound crazy? Are you meta gaming metal? Meta. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, Mike, what's going on? <laughs> Two mics. <laughs> it's Mike and Mike. I posted in the wrong uh, chat. I'm a big fan of Mike's. All right. So, um, are you meta gaming meta? We are meta gaming meta. That we are. All right. So let's go ahead and start this this countdown. This is 190. To one, 189, eight, you said. 189 to 180, yes. <laughs> so, we got glad we got that sorted out. All right. Even though you initially said, it's 180, so I started at 180 and worked my way down. Well, I'm not good at this, so there we go. All right. Do you want to go first? you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Right, let me see what your first game is. Okay, yep. My number 189 is a game that I wanted to play forever, and actually, Mike. One of the mics. One of the mics. I uh, taught it to us. And just like he said, the first time he taught it, I was like, what? And then we played it. And I'm like, oh, the game's to crypto. Yep, that it is. So I really like word-ish party games. I don't like word games per se, where you have to like move the letters around and stuff. Even though like I'm an English person, love that. Um, I love like word games like taboo and categories like those games that a lot of people hate and so decrypto to me feels like i know mike i love this game too it's number 189 um like an elevated version of those games so i really like it um we played it with some friends again the first time when you tell people how to play it they're like but what i i do what i can see these words and we're like yes um but once you get into it and play it, it's really fun. It reminds me of there's a, an older game called Password, which I think was based on a TV show, actually. The version my yeah, mom had. There was some TV show. Um, and it had like the red film kind of thing, which is what this game has. And so you you have a set of four words that are your team's words, right? And so on your team, whoever's turn it is, they're trying to eat their team to guess the sequence of their words. There's like a card with numbers. Great. And then, and then, um, after that happens, you, the other team, hears your clues and tries to kind of figure out your sequence, sequence also. It sounds crazy. It's like, this doesn't make sense. But it does. It does when you play it. Um, just really a fun, like, word association, like, 
I want my team to get this, but I don't want it to be too, too obvious. So the other team gets it. Um, it is one of those, it's it, in my opinion, one of those elevated party games. So 189 is Decrypto. That is a good one. I'm not sure where it is on my list, but it is a good one for sure. All right. So my number 189 is actually a Martin Wallace game. And honestly, this one would be higher if we played it more than one time. I know. I kept thinking, do I rank Because it one? looks good, it has color, and it's fun, and that is Via Nebula. So this is, like I mean, it's somewhere. a game about building train routes, effectively. But in this one, you're building, like, paths through these clouds. Um, I don't know why Katie's holding up the box because I have the thing for it. Yeah, but I like that. It's just like this, Martin Wallace? Like, really? Yeah. It's, it, so it looks, it has a cool, like, little board layout. I'll show you some here. And you're basically trying to build connections from these different locations. So you can use the resources and then ultimately build buildings out there to score different points. Again, I've only played it once. I remember really liking it. There's some gold cards that you're trying to get if you can acquire certain amounts or certain types of resources. Uh, you're trying to get tiles from your board out uh, for your own player board out onto the main board as well. It feels like a Martin Wallace game. You're building routes. You're using resources. Uh, and people can also use your network to get to the resources. So it's a little like brass-esque, but it's simpler to play. Way more palatable than brass. Yes. Yeah. Katie likes it more. But it has if you've played <laughs> brass, this will feel familiar. It will feel like a Martin Wallace game. Um, and I, I never made a connection to you just said that because... It has a similar vibe. I think I probably want to disassociate this yeah. too because I hate brass. But it does have a similar vibe. Uh, this is probably, I like brass better, but this one's definitely more palatable and more people will want to play it for sure. So my number 189 is Via Nebula. It certainly looks cuter. That's true. Uh, my number 188 is a very, I don't know, this is another like a big box store game, I think. Is that where they got that? I, Brandon got it. I don't know where they got it. They got it at some weird uh, vacation house they were at. <laughs> Brandon brought this game because his daughter really loved plants. And this game is called House of Plants. Um, in some ways similar to Verdant. Yeah, sort of. Which I like Verdant better. Um, just a little bit. Uh, similar to Planted, kind of. So you are getting these plants <laughs> imagine that and you're putting them in what's here. going on jamie the board game man jamie's the board game man jamie cloninger is the board game man that's his name on youtube the board okay, game i'm man. like what does that mean that's his name his channel name oh <laughs> just keep going okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm just like that's just like a very confusing like what if I said I'm the board game woman? Like, there's lots of board. Oh, games. That's fine, but that's not your channel name. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, how's the plans? You're putting plants in your house. Um, well, and they have these like clear. They're on clear cards, so you actually place them. It's really cool. I show you some pictures, but this game like doesn't exist. Which is bizarre. Anywhere. I, and I feel bad that I put on my list if it doesn't exist anymore. I, mean, I, Can I you buy it. Places? I, Brandon bought it somewhere. <laughs> I, who knows? He probably found it at like. Some thrift store or something. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Traded some guy in Dark Alley because it was $5. We do have a video of this, though, if you want to check it out. Yeah, it, it's cool. I really hope that people can get it because it is a fun little game where you're putting these, you um, draft these plants. You also are, you fulfill them in order to put them in your house, don't you? 
yes, you have to grow them. You have to grow them, and yes. they they go like they're clear, so they they can set on a shelf or they can set on a table. Like they go into your house um, to score you in-game points. You can get bugs on them too, but you have to kill. Yes, yes. If and you can put bugs on other people's plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little more take that than puzzly like some of the other plant games are but it is a really cute little clever plant like game and i feel like especially for like the younger kids the young people like brandon's daughter like brandon's daughter from brandon's daughter um they're into plants or like plants is like a a, i don't want to say it's like a trend but it is a lot of people talk about being like plant ladies and stuff um during COVID like that sprung out a lot too. And so I feel like this has a really accessible theme for people and it's got all the cool different names of plants and stuff on it. So my number one 88 is house of plants. We actually do not own this one. And Nobody now, owns now I this wonder one. if we can own it. I feel like I need to look it up. Yeah. It, it, it's can a fun I game. Find it? Like for a game that people have never heard of, it's pretty good actually. Like it does have a, it feels like a, a modern game that was at some random house that they were staying in. I don't know. Check out our video. It's it's interesting. The cards are cool. It has some cool components. Not the deepest game in the world, but it is cool. All right. So my number one eighty eight. You got is... it's at Walmart for fifteen dollars. Really? Yeah. Weird. I I've never even heard of it before. So my number one eighty eight is actually a Shem Phillips game, and it's in his second series, which is the West Kingdom. And this one is Paladins of the West Kingdom. Now, this one is a good game. We traded it because it does some similar stuff that Orleans does. And in this game, you're drawing, you're getting a card that's basically going to give you some of these different color workers here. And what you're trying to do is you're using them work, the worker, them workers, those workers to put them on the board to take actions. And you're trying to get different buildings from your player board out onto this main board. You're trying to recruit different militaries, go pillage some locations, do all these different things that you're allowed to do per your, your player board to score points. That's ultimately it. Um, it's a it's a fun game. It's fine. It just feels a lot like Orleans, and I like Orleans. We had it first. It has a special place for me. It's I, much uglier. It's much. It's <laughs> more, much more tan. But honestly, this is a good game. That's why it's in my list. It's just we don't have it anymore. And if I'm going to play a game like this, I'm probably going to play Orleans. But if you're into pulling stuff out of, well, I guess you're not really pulling stuff out of a bag, but. Getting random workers and using those workers to the best of your ability. This is a game you should check out. Uh, so my number one, eight, eight, Paladins of the West Kingdom. Yeah, I don't even bother to rank any of these West Kingdom games because I can't keep them straight. And I feel like if you can't bother... Well, there's three series now. Again, I if you can't bother to name them in a way that makes sense, that is able for me to figure out, I'm not supporting that. You should pick it up. If you, if you saw it at McKay's, you should totally pick it up. Oh, um, it's fifteen dollars on Amazon. Also, House of Plants. I don't know if we're talking nice. about that. I think he's talking about Paladins with Mike, and Mike is saying he liked Viscounts better. That's the one that I haven't played. Viscounts, I know. Um, I haven't played that one. I played Architects and Paladins. Never played Viscounts, so I can't speak to that one. But yes, Jamie, if you ha- saw this at McKay's, it's worth picking up and giving a shot for sure, especially since McKay's is cheap. Do you know what McKay's is? Yes, because I watch his channel. Oh. It's some like the board game man. Is that what yeah. it is? I'm, it's some I'm awesome sorry, like store. It's some store that has like every time he goes there, they have fantastic games and they're always like dirty. So like cheap. Ollie's, but better. Yeah, like I feel like I need to go there and check out some of these games. I think he lives in Tennessee, 
So maybe we, we'll make a trip to Tennessee. We can go visit him. <laughs> There's other members of the Roded in Tennessee. Mark is there. It's true. You work with him too. I do. Weird. Um, number one eighty-seven is another party-ish game, and people sometimes like. I feel like there was kind of like a. Everyone loved it. Then, as norm as happens, people turn against it. Like, oh, everybody loves it, so I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. And that's Secret Hitler. This is a good social deduction game. Now, have I played it with people where they have ruined it? Yes. Five five McKay stores. Okay, three in Tennessee, two in North Carolina. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah, I never heard of it until I watched this stuff. And check it out. Um, so Secret Hitler is hidden roll game. Um, you are either a Mike's a fan, apparently. You you can be Hitler. Um, you can be fascists like Hitler, or you can be liberals, which are people not Hitler. Um, and the gameplay is really pretty simple. You elect a chancellor. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the the thing moves around. Yeah, the yeah, Who's the yeah. other person. The president is a president and a okay. chancellor. Okay, so the president. You want Hitler to become ch- president? No, chancellor. Hitler come chancellor Hitler. I thought I was president. Either way, whatever. No, because everybody takes turns being president. All right, keep going. I, this is my game. I know it. You hate social deduction. No, games. I like this game. Um, yeah, president and they work with the chancellor. So there's just, you're, it's like, oh, you pass these laws. It's just squares that either say liberal or fascist, right? And it's just lying and um, secret Trump. That's hilarious. I know. That's a little, let's, let's scroll past that's that. That's a little on the nose. Try to find the actual it. images of the game. Um, but again, you if you are one of the liberals, you're trying to... There we go. Figure out who Hitler is, get him out. Um, Hitler's trying to become chancellor. Or you're passing so many either liberal or fascist policies um, in order to kind of take over. I love this game. Its production quality is seriously good. So, so good. That's when we first got, I'm like, look at how great. The wooden placard, like the really nice um, policy, like tokeny things. We're just talking about that, Mike. We're just talking about the Trump version. Yeah, it's on. Um, it's on uh, Board Game Geek. I've never seen it before. Because some people do get triggered to use a buzzword about whenever you bring up Hitler. Okay, fine. You can get a print play Voldemort, or apparently Trump, or whatever. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be secret goose. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's just the the they are evil. It should be it, secret right. goose. It's the mechanism of the game. You have to have a bad side and a good side. It can be secret bad. Like whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fascist liberal, whatever. Um, it's with the right group, it's good. And I always thought that, oh, with any group it's good. But nope. I played with some people and we've talked about this guy who we know who poo-poos and everything. Did you play it with him? I think so. Oh, what were we doing? Or, oh, they, I remember. Yeah, I remember playing with him too. Yeah, and his wife. And it was like, kill me now. It was so bad. Yeah, was, there it is. I was like, I surrender. Like, this is awful. I'll just tell everyone right now. I'm Hitler. I hate this. But I played it also otherwise where it's been so great. I think we need to make a print play of Secret Goose. The components are fantastic. I agree. And I would totally play a game of Secret Goose. 100%. What's, what are the other Ducks. people? Ducks versus geese. Because, I mean, ducks. Humans versus geese. 
Ducks are fine, <laughs> but geese, man, those guys are turds. Secret goose. I don't know if we could place that would be awesome. I want to figure. And then I take a goose and I'm gonna put like a big mustache and a monocle on it. That makes it automatically <laughs> evil, more evil than it already is because geese are evil. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it is a good game. I, I like a good social deduction, um, and this is one of my favorites. So 187 Secret Hitler or Secret Goose, depending on your flavor. And Jamie, if you have it, you need to get a group together. A bit, you got to have a bunch of people though, so that is the trick. Um, it's fantastic. And yes, I'm not going to read this because we're a, <laughs> a PG channel here, but I do agree with the sentiment from Mike. And yeah, Tim, Secret Hitler is great. 100%. It, there's a story about Jason being attacked by a goose. We don't bring that up. He has PTSD about. Yeah. And that's... I legit hate geese. And <laughs> yeah, th- there's nothing that I hate more than a goose. No, like seriously, I'm not even kidding. Maybe fascists. No, but that's no. why goose would be geese would be fascists. Not they even are fascists. A fascist doesn't knock me on the ground when I'm walking in a rainy parking lot. Yes, they do. No, because I'm I don't even know. Why do you think exists. they call it goose stepping? Oh my gosh, it's hand in hand. Geese are Nazis. Uh, okay. Mm. Well, anyway, my number one. Uh, what is this? One eighty-seven. Eighty-seven is a game we have played a lot, and I don't know why it's like. Actually, I I like it, but I like other games better and this game is walking in burano and this is a little card game where you are trying to build up this like like front of buildings Mm -hmm. of different colored buildings and you're doing that by building a first floor a second floor and a third floor and you know then you're trying to get guests to go into those buildings so here's what it it will kind of look like you're trying to build a building like this and you, you can only build matching colors there are a few ways to break those rules. Uh, you have these little coins that you can spend to break those rules occasionally. And you're going to score points for different features based on what these people say. So this lady wants these flowers in this building. To flower for pot. every one it's of those score. flower pots that with these flowers, you get a point. So you're trying to get, you're recruiting different characters. You're recru- building up to five buildings, trying to score the most points. It's a little drafting game. Is that two-player only or no? I think you can play more. We've only ever played it at two. And I've played it with Brandon only at yeah. two. But I think you can play more than two. But we've only played it at two, but it's a really fun little game. Mm-hmm. It takes about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, there's a Santa Claus character, too, which is pretty awesome. He wants chimneys, chimneys. of course. Uh, but it's it's really fun. If you've never played it, you should give it a try because it's a, a ton of fun. And it just it's pretty cheap, too, like 20 bucks. So, yeah, that is my number 187, Walking in Burano. Yeah, I do like... I, I really liked this one. And I have like special, I think it's probably higher in mine because I have like sentimental attachment because we got it on like an anniversary mm, trip we went on. Um, but I love like that little puzzly getting like, like it's in-game store- scoring, which I, in any game, I will always go for like in-game scoring. And this is all about that, like getting like lights or chimneys or whatever to line up with the right tourist or um like town person. Like, I just really love that. There's other way. I think you can get points during the game too, but we haven't played it for a minute. So I can't remember. Uh, My number one eighty six is a game that we also don't own. And I really want it. I didn't at first because it was super hyped. um, Super hyped. But it was, I can't get this game out of my mind. Honestly, like we played it and I was like, yeah, that was really fun. And it's meadow. So Meadow, you're kind of doing some tableau building in Meadow, um, and you have to complete certain parts of your tableau to get to other parts. Um, 
Gosh, it's, we don't own it. My favorite part is this this section. And the, the, yeah, the way you select what you're going to take and then decide how to put that into your tableau is really interesting. The art is obviously really pretty. Um, you have to have certain things within like your meadow to add other things because you're kind of building this ecosystem is the thematic version of it. Um, I, I just really, again, I really like that kind of set collection tab like oh I want this but in order to get this I need this and this and like oh yeah I want I want this person to go down the road more okay well I gotta build that all right well I want to add I need animals well I can't have these animals since I have a certain kind of like terrain type um there's a really neat fun puzzle um it looks real it does look really great um I think Brandon has this one uh no? Chris had it oh I thought Brandon but then when he moved he unloaded it oh and I wasn't sure how much we liked it, so I didn't tell him it was one that I wanted. So we missed out on that. Surprise! I wanted it. Um, I mean, we could. I think his copy stacks we had our half price books still. Okay, so we're picking <laughs> that up. If it's still half price books, because um, I really liked it, I, I keep thinking about it and thinking, oh yeah, I'd love to give that another go, because it is one that I think I did terribly when we played it, but I like that challenge. Um, Oh, okay. I can see kind of like Splendor. Interesting, yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels there's another game that does this where you're drafting <coughs> from those specific rows to, I can't remember where you are only allowed to take cards from certain areas. I don't know. But yeah, it, it feels like a lot of other games, but it is nice. Yeah, but it's one of those that like um, Tim's sister, we were talking about like, what games do you decide that you have to buy? And she said, if I play it once, and I go to bed and I wake up the next day thinking about, oh, how could I play? Like, I want to play it again or I would play it differently or do this differently. Then she says, I know I got to own it. And this one, I've since then thought about it many times. Like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to try that again. And I would like to try, you know, do some things differently. Because um, you do kind of build the cards and kind of build a complexity in different areas. Um, I think I'd like to give it another shot. So 186 is Meadow. All right, so my number 186 is actually a game that we backed on Kickstarter. That I've never played. That I've only played once. <laughs> and I would honestly play this more because I think I would like it more. But the rule book is really terrible. And they're working on a second edition rule book, which is supposed to make it better and more playable. Because I played okay. it once by myself, once with Brandon, and I'm not sure if I played it correctly. <laughs> and that game is Pacific Rails, Inc. Now... This is an, an interesting game. It's a worker placement game of sorts where you have these little, like, cool little characters. Let me see if I can find them here. Uh, and you're putting them out on the board and in between two locations. And then you're going to pick um, which action you're going to take, and you're going to get a different strength of action based on how many workers you have around that area. BGG is, like, jacked up. Um, and, and then there is... That's terrible. It's probably your internet. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's um, a, a train board, like a, a a map at the bottom, and you're trying to you collect different pieces by taking actions. One of the actions you're taking, you're going to get some different train tracks. You're going to get different kinds of in, like people to be in your train to help you take different actions. And then you're trying to build a path with your train from the left side of the board to the right side of the board. You're trying to put, um, what is it, telegraph stations up, train stations to help you score points along the way. You're trying to get build big paths because that helps you score more points. You can use your opponent's paths and all that stuff, but they get points as well. That's the part of the game that's really confusing and hard to figure out. 
is the train tile laying and how that piece works. Um, so I'm not sure if I did that piece correctly. <laughs> the worker placement part was fine because it's just, you know, basic, yeah. put a plate worker here, do some stuff. But it was the train placement, which is the important part, which is hard to figure out. So I think there's a good game in here, but I'm not entirely sure. So that's why it's kind of this low. I, I did enjoy my play, even though it may not have been correct. But yeah, that's that's where we are. So my number one, a six <laughs> Pacific Rails Inc. Um, I think part of the reason why I backed it is <coughs> the bits are really cool. There's lots of really cool stuff in there, like telegraph poles, right? And yeah, yeah, and we got the deluxe version. Uh, they actually gave us the deluxe version as like a for a cheaper price for a review, hmm. which was nice. That's nice. Too bad I haven't played it yet. Because Jason's like, oh, I haven't figured out the real time figure rules. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I always make Brandon <laughs> the guinea play pig. that stuff when, uh, you know, he's around. But he hasn't been playing games that much. I don't know what his deal is. Some people. Communist. <laughs> goose. <laughs> he's uh, a goose. Yeah. <laughs> My number 185 is another plant game, which I referenced earlier, and that's Verdant. I really like Verdant. I don't think Jason likes it as much as me. But I like Verdant because it's not just a game about growing plants, but you're placing them in the house and you're also placing like furniture and other things. I'm thinking of the right game, right? Yeah. Okay. You got chairs and cats and yeah. Yeah, a whole bunch of And things. so I like that it's this little puzzly way. I, apparently I like puzzly games. Hmm, imagine that. I'll add that to my list of things I like. Except I don't like actual jigsaw puzzles. Or anything where you're actually moving the pieces. But these are little squares. I can put little squares on squares. Um, and I like that, like, trying to get, like, a good grouping of a certain type of item. Um, match your plant and your room type and your accessory. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. And this is, like, a this is a big box store game, right? You can get a Target or something, can't you? Or It came in a Kickstarter. Uh, from AEG and flat out, so I don't actually have that answer. Mm. I'm not sure. It it may be in Target because Target's getting a lot of games. We stuff. don't own this one though, do we? No, Brandon backed this one. I'm gonna have to look it up now. Hey, I think it's finally working. You can find House of Plants. The internet was jacked. <laughs> All right, that was fun. You're the one that's like obsessed with this show and everything on BGG. No, I mean, oh, it's on Amazon for thirty six dollars. Well, I don't want this to crap out either. So at least the internet's back up on. And the market, and okay, it's out there. It's not big bucks, but it's out there. Um, but I really like the different um, combos that you can make and trying to get, and you're as you're drafting these items to put in your house. Um, so it's not just a, let me grow these plants game. That's a little more. So uh, my one eighty five is verdant. My number one eighty five is another Martin Wallace game. He's falling a little bit. Um, Shameless pandering. What? For Marty? Yeah. I, I mean, I love Marty. I know. And this is a game I've only ever played by myself, which doesn't actually go over that well. Because uh, playing by yourself is, for a game that has auctions, is not that cool. But <laughs> it's Tinner's Trail. Um, this is a game where you are auctioning off these different locations on the map. Let me sh show you real quick. So there are these different locations that get preceded with some cubes. And uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect the orange and white cubes 
um, to be able to sell them later for money. Now, again, I played this by myself, so I could be remembering wrong. And there's water that will get in there that will cost you extra to be able to dri- uh, basically dig up the cubes that are in there. It's a mining game, so you're mining these different orange and white cubes. So if there's water in there, it gets flooded. you got to empty it out. You're trying to build buildings, get ships, uh, and you're just trying to basically t- convert that stuff into money to score points. That's the gist. Sounds like Martin Wallace. Uh, it, it is Martin Wallace-y for sure. Um, it's good. It, it's a little more random. Like You can't really plan your stuff out because you're at the mercy of a bunch of die rolls. But it it is good. And I would love to play it with some actual people. So someday, someday. <laughs> uh, I will not be one of those people. Um, yeah, Ryan, Martin Wallace Games. Um, I <coughs> like one. They are, they're pretty heady. I agree. And, and most of the time, I think the headiness, honestly, is just convolution. Um, he could use some more playtesting in his games. I do agree with that. Um, but I still like them. More interesting themes. I like their rugged edges, their industrial theme. But yeah, they're they're pretty heavy. Heady. Uh, London, the one Katie likes, it's pretty good. Via Nebula is not as heady. It's honestly pretty breezy pretty and accessible. easy to play. Yeah, London uh, is my favorite, and it's because it makes sense like a regular game. Yeah. There is a new version of this. They got a reprint, I think, from Alley Cat. Um, oh. Same gameplay, just different art. I think this actually has pretty decent art for like a Martin Wallace game. That looks way better than some of his other stuff. Um. I mean, look at this. Look at that. Look at the colors on the map and the board. There's colored cubes. It's looks not like all, my boy Conan's Franz. Not all, look at that. That looks awesome. All those wooden bits. Looks fantastic. Talk about yours. My number 185 <laughs> is Tinnerstro. This section for me appears to be like pretty, a lot of fairly light games. Which, as Jason and I have talked, um, the more we play and the more we play with other people, the more that we are the people who teach games and try to get people involved in games, convert them to the hobby, um, we play a lot of lighter games. But this one, actually, I play with my kids, and it's really fun for me, too. And that's Micro Macro Crime City. Uh, I picked this up on a whim at a store, a, a game store. It's like, oh, that looks cool. It's like, where's Waldo meets clue yeah that i mean that is the the gist of it where's waldo meets clue it's it's basically where's waldo so it is a big a big piece of paper a big map of a city and there are like football stadiums football stadiums there's trains and harbors and um (coughs) Oh, that idea. I know. I was thinking that's, that's a great amazing. idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a great um, idea. It's all just um, black ink drawing on white. And then you get these little sets of cards, which are cases. And in this, the city is riddled with crime. It might as well be Gotham for crying out loud. I mean, stuff happening sure. everywhere. It is expensive. What the heck? I got the first one for $20. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think we got the first for 20 Now it's like 30 bucks. I think the last one we saw, which is the newest one, was thirty thirty five dollars? Like it's a great game for twenty bucks. It's paper and some cards. Like yes, I understand. There's awesome art in this thing. I get it. And to think it out is really cool yeah, because you yeah. are like, oh, there is a robbery at the jewelry store. You know, find the scene of the crime. This will be the first card. And so you're looking across the city, and they're like, oh, 
There's here's a little store. It says jewelry above it. There's a broken window. There's someone running out of it with a mask and a bag. This must be the scene of the crime. It's really cool. And you're kind of following through and so the and they have different levels of easy versus hard. And then also in the newer ones, they have like appropriateness. Mm-hmm. Um there was one we played where it was like um That's cool. Some dude was like peeing on this. Um, oh yeah a mural this yeah this fresco that someone had dug out and i was like oh that's awkward um but there is some deduction like well how did this person get away and you're like trying to look all over the city like okay modes of transport like what would they do where would they go why did they do this like backtracking where did this come (coughs) from um it's just a fun little puzzly thing um you can get involved my kids uh, our youngest daughter has taken it and like some of her friends and they've mm. done some cases together um, without us. Literally, if you can do Where's Waldo, you can play this game. Yeah. And which is a little fun, lighthearted crime theme. And then there's a new one that they're talking about coming out where you put all the maps together, nice. which is bananas, but s- still cool. Um, it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, we have two of them. If Just grab one. It doesn't matter which one you grab. But yeah, it definitely, if you can get it on a sale or something, um, this is also a fun kind of thing to buy as a present, a gift for somebody else, because it can be like a family gift for people, because um, we, we'll gather around with our kids and play it. So it's it's a good time. So my 184, Micro Macro Crime City. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my number 184 is actually a game that I played with uh, one of the mics that's on here, Mike <laughs> P. Fan Zero. Not sure if he's still watching. Uh, and then he sent it to me for my birthday. And I played it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I played it once with someone else. And then I played it once by myself. And that game is Circadian's First Light. Now, this is a, a dice placement game where you are... There's some theme. I don't know. Aliens. Aren't you farming on an alien Yeah, you're farming on an alien on this planet here. Yeah. Uh, but you're using dice to go out to these different boards. And the values of the dice tell you where you can go. And you're trying to collect resources. You're trying to earn favor with these aliens to get special abilities down here. You're trying to get more dice that you can use. You're trying to move your little um, farming machine across this planet to get extra resources and these gems. And uh, it's really fun. It's pretty limiting. Uh, I mean, there's not as many actions that you can do on your turn. So your every decision that you make is important. Um, The bits are really nice. The components are cool. I like the art. I know some people some of it's Sam McDonald, which I think is Shim's brother or something. I, I don't know. He, he's some, he's adjacent to Shim's, <laughs> but he's been doing more, all of the art in his games now, like in some of the reprints of the games and he's a tattoo artist. Um, and some people don't like his art. I think his art's okay. Um, it's a but spa- you obviously don't care that much yeah. about art, as is evidenced by Tinder Street. It, it's a space game. I mean, you can just make it black. Like, I think that's fine. It's nothing to write home about, but I think it's fine. They're cool aliens. It's like comic book. Yeah, comic book esque. I think he's a, a yeah, tattoo artist. It, it's fine. So, this is a fun game. I'd like to play it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good. So, my number 184. Uh, Circadian's First Light. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I still haven't played this one. I've seen it sitting on the shelf, and I'm like, yeah, I should play it. Yeah, Ryan wants to try it. Mike said uh, they upgraded the second edition with more stuff. Oh. What is it? No, you cannot have a snack. 
Because you're going to bed in just like get something 10 to, minutes. Get something to drink. Kids. It's 920. Snack. Okay. Uh, my number 183 is a new game. It's one of the little games that it used to be boardgametables.com. All play. Is that what they're called now? All play, yeah. Yeah. Look at me go. Um, Good job. I know. It's like, wait a minute. That's not their name. It's not kids table gaming boards. It is all play. Um, and this game is a trick taking game called Ghosts of Christmas. At first, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, I didn't play it the first time around. You didn't play it the first Who was? Oh, was I playing with Matt and Jamie or something? I thought you played every game with us. No. you. Pl- I think you played with my cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was your cousin and her and Sam. Yeah, yeah we got the upgraded bits to this, which is really cool because it's like a giant, which is this stuff, giant A top yeah. hat and these little wreaths. But the wreaths are cute and the top hat is excessive. It's unnecessary. It's a first player marker. That's it. Yeah, so it's a trick-taking game. You, um, and there's these doors. I'm really, really terrible at this game. I don't even, I can't <coughs> explain it because I don't understand it, but it's fun. All right. There's some dials and some Trump stuff and past, present, future. Yeah, it's three hands <laughs> of trick-taking at the same time. So okay. you're playing three tricks. Well, it's all one hand, but you're playing three tricks at the same time. To past, present, future, or beyond, it could be four if you're a masochist. You're not really playing at the same time. Yeah, you, well, they're all going to be resolved at the end, but you're you're trying to win three different ones at the end before it resolves. Of the hand. Yeah, so you're trying to win past, you're trying to win present, you're trying to win future. Now, the trick here is if somebody <laughs> plays in past and there's a dial here, they play if they're the first player to play green, green is the trump for past. Right. And then you uh, flip that over. Because then you just have to follow suit like normal. Until somebody has... Well, they start flipped over. Then you flip over the color. Until somebody has played, there's no card there. But then once Trump is, the lead suit is played, you have to play. And red is always Trump. So red can Trump. And then it's highest Trump card, just like normal trick-taking. But the interesting thing is when it gets resolved, it may not get resolved in whoever started the hand. So like if Katie started the hand on pass... Well, she may not win that trick. And then whoever wins the trick gets to start be the lead player of present, even though they may not have led present. So maybe yellow led present, but the person who won past played green. So green is the trump suit, or the lead suit for present, which screwed this person out by playing their 12. It's, it's weird and complicated, but it's really fun. We have a video. You can check it out. Yeah. Even just hearing you describe that, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I played it. I'm real bad at, and like you, you use these doors to bat something. The doors is how many tricks you think you're going to get. Why do I ever bet any doors? Because I never get. Because it. you're not. You get if you get your trick exactly. If you get your doors exactly, they're each worth two points. If you use a red door, meaning you're going to take three or four, two or three, they're each worth one point. But if you don't bet anything, you don't get any points. But how do you get the race on them again? By winning the trick. So every trick you win, oh, you hear a like you mark. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Every trick is every trick is a wreath. I don't know it. It's so hard, but I remember really liking it. Obviously, and there really aren't a lot of Christmas themed games. Now this is barely Christmas themed. It just has like I mean, pictures it, from yeah. people in a Christmas Carol. It wasn't Christmas themed before. I don't think. Probably not. I think it was Japanese. It was, it was Japanese something. Yeah. Um, which. I would maybe like that, but I, I think it's, 
It's challenging. I'm going to sneeze. Okay. It's challenging, but not in a way that makes me want to give up. It's challenging in a way that makes me want to keep trying. So, 183, Ghost of Christmas. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm not sure where it is on my list, but it is a good one. Mike, it's on Mike's shelf of shame. Yeah, we have the QE checks as well. You should totally play this. It's a, a funky trick taker. Uh, it might take a couple rounds to figure it out because it is weird. Mm -hmm. And the way that the tricks resolve, I tried to explain it, but that's what it feels like when you're resolving it. It's weird. So just because you led the suit doesn't mean it's going to resolve by you leading. So it's, it's weird, but it's really fun. What's it is another one where you need, thank you, <coughs> where you need to see, you need to play it through and then work on the resolution. And you're like, oh, okay, let's try that again. Um, yeah, definitely benefits from a playthrough trial. Yeah. <coughs> oh, man, I can't, can't get the phone out of my throat. <coughs> Sorry. Had a cough that won't go away. <laughs> All right, so my number one, what'd you do? 83. 183 is actually a game that we don't own. Probably a game that I thought I would never like. I can't believe this is this high. Especially, I can't. I, well, well, I mean, high as in low? No, I mean that you ranked it so high. I really list. liked it. It was good. And the game is, without further ado, Cthulhu Death May Die. This is a really good cooperative game. So our friend was moving, and he wanted to play some games that I would never play. So we ended up playing Tales of Arabian Nights, The Witcher game. We played this one. Uh, I think there was one more that I probably would have never played. Yeah. But this one was surprisingly fun. This is a cooperative game where you're trying to complete some kind of mission, who cares, um, before Cthulhu comes back. Uh, and then there's going to be spawning minions all out through the board. Other people on this chat can probably talk about this game way better than me because you've probably played it more. That's but it, uh, everybody has their own character. You're trying to go around taking some actions, defeat the baddies, um, defeat the hordes of other baddies that get spawned out while you're playing, and just trying to survive so you can kill whatever the ultimate bad guy is. I think we play Cthulhu, but yeah, there are other ones. Um, you're just trying to defeat the Elder God before time runs out. We did not. We did not. We got slapped around. We had to discover, <laughs> we had to uncover these like dancers that were like cultists. Oh. And then we had yeah. to go out to their like cult meeting and like slap them around. And then we had to fight the baddie. We uncovered all the dancers, but we didn't go slap them around because there were too many baddies out there. But not even like, yeah, because like while we we're trying to uncover the dancers and shove them out to like the dock, then like everybody's spawning everywhere, killing everyone. Like I was like, yeah. ah, this party turned bad very quickly. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable. Like everybody has their own characters, special powers. Mm -hmm. I was um, what's that guy's name? Uh, the guy in Kingsman. The Rasputin. Yeah, I was Rasputin, so he could oh, die yeah, once and come back Rasputin. to life, which was pretty cool. Um, I don't remember what everybody else, but you have your own special power that's like game breaking. That's really fun, and I just had a good time. So. It might even be higher if I played it more. That's how much I liked it. It just stuck with me when I was writing these games, and that's where we are. So my number 183, Cthulhu Death May Die. Yeah, um, I've never played Arkham Horror. I'm not sure where it's coming. I've never played Arkham Horror, oh, yeah. so I don't I don't know. We don't play a ton of Cthulhu games. Um, yeah, we don't, but it's interesting. Um, Speaking of things spawning, number 182, we always talk about how this like sounds like an evil game. But it's really not. It's like the most <laughs> mild little um, I don't, worker placement game. 
Yeah, that's what uh-huh. it is. Yeah. Um, it's it's Demon Worker. This one we haven't played in a while, and honestly, I feel like we need to get this one out because Demon Worker is it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, you're like getting these little demons. <clears throat> um, you actually have to get different types of resources. Maybe it's resource management. Mm. Yeah, because you're trying to turn in the resources for like gold cards. Yeah, to make the demons produce like gold or like meet these gold cards because like your demons are trying to take over mankind or something. Yeah, trying to bring the humans to hell. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple like some of the gold cards are like bring about Armageddon or I don't know zombie hordes. Yeah, and the human characters are souls because you're trying to eat their souls. Yeah. Um, The artwork is adorable. This is uh, is this this is not from Japan anime. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, From Japan anime, this is Japanese game. Ad- adorable little demons. I mean, you could name them anything. It could be like monsters. Yeah, this could or... be. It could be Tonto Cory. Pokemon. I, I, yeah, but it's just it's just a, f- a fun little like. Yeah, there's there's almost like tableau kind of as well. It reminds me of um, one of the many Valeria games. Just a different theme. Yeah, I can't. I know which one you're talking Card about. Card Kingdom. Like, yeah, yeah, a little Ooh, bit. I, I don't know. Yeah. Again, if you can't name them differently, so you can differentiate between your dang games, forget it. But it reminds me of one of those. Take it as you will. Um, yeah, and it plays real fast. It's like four rounds. It's like light, yeah. lightning quick. It's it's just it's cute with this little theme, and I really like it. So, and even though we haven't played it in a while. I still really like it. And it is very, it's, it's pretty introductory as far as it's a very a light medium scale level, I guess I would say family. Which weight. one did you do? You did 182. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I did 182. I have to keep Jason's number straight. Yeah. Even though they're right here on his list. I'm not looking at that. 182 demon worker. Yeah. That's, re- that's really good. I'm not sure where it is on mine. We'll find out when it pops up. It's probably not going to pop up. All right. For some reason, you have to definitely die way higher. That's true. Yeah, who knows? <coughs> yeah, Ryan's backing you on the Shim Phillips and Valeria stuff. It drives me yeah. nuts. It's awful. I, I do agree. And now he's got the South Tigris. The Valeria games are really good games, too. But it's hard to tell which one you like because they all have the same name. Like, there's some really good games in that series. When yeah. we were doing our ranking in Pub Meeple, I seriously pulled up the BGG for each of the Valeria games I knew I liked, and I had to keep referring to them when they would show up for me to compare. Yeah. So I'm like, what the frick game is this? It's really, it's really dumb. Huh. I mean, I get what they're doing, but it's also really confusing. So my number 182 is uh, a game that we've had for a long time. I think it's actually kind of fallen a little bit just because the last couple times we played it, somebody's poo-pooed on it. And uh, yeah, that's... Really? Yeah. Well, not the the last time we played it was with Jeremy, and he kind of brought it back. But it would have been off the list had that not been the case. <laughs> and that is King of New York. And King of New York is just a crazy dice chucker game. You're rolling some dice. You're taking on the role of these big, big monsters here. Here's the sheriff. Just stupid monster. It has no, no special ability. It's just Thank a monster. You. Just art. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to roll these dice, and you're trying to either kill the other monsters... So you're the last one alive or you're trying to earn stars. Uh, you have 20 health. I think you're trying to earn 10 stars or something like that. 
Uh, and if you, if you're the last one alive, you win. If you hit the star threshold first, you win. If you can get into New York, the longer you're in New York or Manhattan, you're going to be earning stars for points and energy. But the issue with that is whoever's in Manhattan, everybody else hits them. Whoever's in Manhattan hits everybody else. So it's like eventually you're going to chicken out and jump out because you're going to die. So it's just a king of the hill type game. Really fun. Really fun to roll these dice, crush some buildings, Mm -hmm. get the military sent after you to attack you. It's just a good time. You can buy cards. There's a card that lets you win instantly if you meet some condition. It's awesome. Uh, It's super fun. I like it. Uh, The last time did bring it back up on my list, which is nice because our buddy Brandon poo-pooed on it because that's what he does. Um, But we played with some people at camp one year. Our friend Tim, he loved this game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And the joy that it brought him made this game bring bring joy to me. Because I, I don't normally like, you know, the attacking games, whatever, or dice really hate me. Um, I always try to go for, like, a, a star victory because I don't <laughs> want to hit people. But I hate the star victory. It's lame. So that's why I like to roll. Ooh, literally. That was a bad thing. I'm, I'm not even, I don't even like mean games, but whenever there's a mean game, I'm rolling. I know! Jason always wants to be mean. Um... My number 181 is a game that's so beautiful. It's not my most beautiful one, because that's a different one. But um, it's another kind of scenic asian theme game. And that is Eternal Palace. (laughs) That's my purse. That's my purse. (laughs) I don't know you. Anyway, Uh, Eternal Palace. This game is really, really beautiful. Um, so you, the theme is that you're helping Demper by rebuilding the gardens around the palace. <coughs> uh, we don't, do we own this now? Yeah, we, I, got, we, I got this from Christopher. Okay. Actually, before um, before we left. Yes. He, he didn't really Our like friend Chris did not like it, but you are like moving around this board, using dice to fulfill these different portions of the board. Um you you can get you get resources different places and moving up tracks there's like 15 tracks there's tracks all this place but you're only you're really doing that to get layers to put in the scene of the palace right yeah which i think is cool i think i was really terrible at this game but it's because i'm like ooh, look at pretty and i just get distracted it has nice art and components um but i like that idea of there's this board and we're doing things. And so it is kind of like this idea of background work. Oh, I need to gather stone and move these things because I'm going to, you know, build these statues in the garden or whatever. Um, Kind of loosely tied thematically. Um, But you end up kind of building this really cool panorama of different layers um, as you're like fighting with people to be ahead on different tracks um, to get different places so that you can get these panorama pieces. Um, difficult actually i thought it was hard just because there's a lot to juggle and like it's like oh i just have to move up here but i also need to move up here (coughs) so they're both here in order to get this piece like sometimes you can move up you can conquer an area but it's not enough to give you a piece for the well and then you're doing it for like you're playing this whole game for like 12 points yeah it's like super low scoring uh you're doing all this work because every one of these pieces you get um these little scenery pieces it's mm-hmm. just a little piece of like cardboard mm-hmm. that goes on top of another one but everyone's worth one point so everything you do is worth one point you're gonna have all these things in front of you that's worth one point it's like 12 points <laughs> yeah which yeah 
I don't mind because you're building towards that really cool scene. Um, but yeah, I, know, mind me either. I know other people don't like that. Yeah. But uh, I would like to play this game more. So my 181 is Eternal Palace. I have played it a couple times since. Mm. I played it with Brandon once and I think somebody else. And yeah, it was still good. I think I like it better with more people, actually. Two-player wasn't that, that fun. Yeah. Uh, so my number 181 is a game that we've had for a long time. And uh, it's super fun to play every single time. Macabre theme about throwing your dead family members in graves in the, in the river. And it is called Bring Out Your Dead. Mm, I like this one just a little bit better. So this is... Um, it's a simultaneous action selection game where you're going to have these cards in your hand and you're going to be using the card. Well, that's a bad example, but you're going to have these cards in your hand and you're going to be using those cards to basically determine which of your characters you're going to be burying. Now the cards are going to fire off from low number to high number. And as the game goes on, I think everybody has like the same numbers to start off with. And as the game goes on, you're going to acquire more that have higher numbers. So it's going to start changing it around. I know those are cool. So cool. Uh, and then, you know, once the, everybody's picked their characters. You're going to start loading your, um, uh, your family members onto the grave digger cart. And then you're, uh, someone's going to decide which side of the river it's going to be on. And then you're going to start to bury them. Mm. Now, if it comes to you and you need to put a grave digger, your family member on the cart and the cart's full goes on the river, you lose points. Once everybody's got their pieces on the cart in the order from the front to the back, you're going to be taking your pieces off and you're going to bury them into the graves to try to score points. And that's area control. For and, yeah, and whoever has the most graves in each of the areas gets bonus points based on whatever the area is worth. The lower number of graves, the more points that's going to be for having the most in there. Uh, it's really fun. I like simultaneous action selection games, and this theme is just silly, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a ton of fun. So my number 181 is Bring Out Your Dead. Yeah, I do like this game. I like it. Maybe four slots better than you. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler for next time. <coughs> okay, so we're going to end at 180? Yes. Okay, so our my last game, again, this has been the light party-ish game. And this game, there's like almost zero skill. Um, but the components are awesome, and it's super fun. And as we're coming into holiday season, if you don't own this game, and you're like, I want a game that my family members can play anybody grandma cousin joe the weird uncle that has bad political views they could play this game because there's a huge nostalgia component and that is the golden ticket game we just call it golden ticket i didn't realize the full name was the golden well because no one calls it that it's dumb so golden ticket um you can get this at big box stores um this oh this game so in this game, you're moving around Willy Wonka's factory. The only person that has a face is Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka's character. If you're going to do it. You're going to get Gene Wilder. Right. Nobody else. You couldn't get, they didn't get anybody else but just Gene. Um, you have hands of cards. Your cards allow you to maybe move around. You can play them to move around to the different spaces. You can play them for the action at the bottom, which will allow you maybe to get Wonka bars, to exchange cards, to sweet cards, um, get money, all those kinds of things. You're going to use your allowance and also because you're basically trying to get as many Wonka bars as you can because there are literal golden tickets. Or get one Wonka bar and just get lucky. 
and get a golden ticket. (laughs) Right. And that, again, like if you're looking for big strategy, this is not the game for you. And also quit taking yourself so seriously. Okay. It's a stupid little game. It's fun. The nostalgia factor is high. This is the original movie. I know. I read the book. Okay. That is the, the OG. I will die on that hill. This movie is good. It is classic for a reason. I like the new one too, but this has the styling of the original. So you get the little characters. I constantly sing the songs. I'm always Ruka Salt and I always sing her song. The Wonka bars are in these really cool cardboard sleeves. The bars are shaped like chocolate bars with the little squares inside um, that are made of plastic. And then there's a little kind of divot underneath them that you can slide um the golden ticket which is shiny it looks just like the one from the movie and you hide it in that wonka bar now the rules say you have as many golden tickets as there are players minus one Mm -hmm. that's for losers okay there's only one way to play there's one golden ticket there's one winner come on now i mean technically like the movie there should be everybody gets the golden ticket but then even then even if you had that's true everybody one person person get them off that's true so there should be one golden ticket. That's how I play because I'm That's ruthless. True. One golden ticket. And I'm like trying to get a big fat stack of Wonka bars because I'm hoping that my golden ticket's in there. Um, it's just our we put this with our have we played this with Rory, I think. I think we put it with her, yeah. Some of you can play this with kids. Some of the nuance of the cards might be um a little bit difficult. But it's it's just it's just a fun game, and I would highly recommend it for like family gatherings and things because it's really accessible. So my one eighty, my last one of the night is Golden Ticket. Who do we just play this with? <clears throat> we just played this with somebody. Oh, uh, uh, Nicole and Jonathan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they liked it too. Yeah, it, it it works every single time, every time. Unless you know. You play with That's somebody who true. hates good things. There are a couple people who don't like it, but for the most part, it's good. So my last one, which is 180, is another game that we've only played one time. Um, and I don't really remember it, but I remember I really liked it. <laughs> so, that's <what's, coughs> so that's what stuck with me when I was doing this list is I, like that I remember the experience and that it was fun. And that game is Tunguru or Tunguru. I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, and in this game, uh, let me see if I can talk about it a, a little bit intelligently. You're basically trying to get dice on these different locations to do actions, normal stuff here. But you're also trying to build these cool little totems. And I think there's some area control there. If you can do that, you might get some extra points. And you have to move your dice around these different locations with these boats, which is pretty cool. So that's, that's, that's. you have to take actions to move your dice around to get your people to different islands. Um and yeah, that that's the gist of it. There's way more to it, but the components are fantastic. All the yeah. people look different. All the totems look different. Uh, the boats are really cool. They might be a little too big for the board, actually. But <laughs> you know, your, your player board's really neat too. You're trying to build different tiles on your board. It's really fun. Something that I would like to play again. You're also playing cards down to determine what actions you're going to be able to do and the speed and all that stuff. Um, it's it's really good. We just haven't played it again. We own it now. We just haven't played it again. So eventually it will come off the shelf and we will play it because it's fun. So. This this game is what I wanted. Um, that game that you love and I hate, I made you trade away. It also has islands. Ohm. No. Bora Bora. Yes. I got Bora Bora back. 
I'm not playing it. That's what I wanted Bora Bora to be. I think it's Tunguru because I actually enjoyed Tunguru and I hated Bora Bora. So. Oh, yeah, but yeah, similar vibe, similar theme. This is more modern feel. The other ones have failed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Tunguru is good if you if you have it or you know have have a chance to play it. Give it a shot. It's good. I think you'll dig it if you like euros about moving dice around. So my number one eighty, Tunguru. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we have the kids to get to bed. So I'm going to count down this last 10 that we've done um, real quick here. We're also working on our actual top 100. This has been the 100 outside the 100 Um, on the podcast. We did have a a delay, the coughing. It should have been released last week, but yeah, the coughing is a problem. So it's, it's yeah. Um, It's getting better. We'll see. Drugging him heavily at night so I can sleep. Um, But Tonight we did 189 to 180. So my 189 was Decrypto, 188 House of Plants, 187 Secret Hitler, 186 Meadow, 185 Verdant, 184 Micro Macro Crime City, 183 Ghost of Christmas, 182 Demon Worker, uh, 181 Eternal Palace, and 180 Golden Ticket. <coughs> so after my cough <clears throat> and a and a throat clear. My 189 is Via Nebula. 188 is Paladins of the West Kingdom. 187 is Walking in Burano. 186 is Pacific Rails, Inc. 185 is Tenor's Trail. 184 is Circadian's First Light. 183, Cthulhu, Death May Die. 182, King of New York, I had to do the voice. Did you? 181, Bring Out Your Dead. And 180, Tunguru. How do you pronounce um, your 187? Walking in Burano, Burano. Oh, I always say Burano. Why I, do you say I say Burano? I don't know because I'm not good with words. I just thought that was weird. I thought it was a fluke the first time, and you kept saying it. I think, huh? No, it's going to be. That's what I call it. <laughs> we also have another game down there called Burano. <laughs> called Burano. Burano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good with words. Okay, well, thanks, all of you that join us for the lives. Um, I don't know if you like it. I know I don't do videos very often because I just don't like to be on video. Um, but I like to hear from you guys. So thank you. Yeah, it's fun. Sorry for the coughing. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. But it's either cough or don't talk, I guess, which maybe Katie would like. But, yeah, thanks for watching. We I, I had fun. Yes, and keep looking out for our new podcast episode with the next um, set of our top 100. Which is, um, it's on this list somewhere. Yeah, is it? Yep, it is 85 through 71. Oh, yeah, and Jason and I have like a crossover that's the exact same number. So that's the only part that's not fake news. Spoilers. Right. Um, And then we'll probably record the podcast again next week i don't know we're working on the schedule this saturday we're having a a gaming thing with some friends and mike is going to be there i think Um, we want all the people to be there yeah everybody should come i mean i can't invite everybody but (laughs) if you know about it you should come if you Um, don't know about it contact us but yeah it's a good time so probably won't be doing a lot we'll take some pictures so some pictures but we're gonna try to get the podcast out tomorrow uh, Lord willing, and the sea, what, seas don't rise. Is that what the thing? Creek don't rise? I don't know. Ken just said that a couple days ago. <laughs> yep. That I mean, sounds I, right. I, I need more Tustin. <laughs> well, 
Well, I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. I'm going to go get some tussin. <laughs> Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.